Monday motivation. Start your week off flying high. Monday motivation. It's your time to rise and shine. Happy Monday. We're so happy and excited to be here with Michelle Mars. Is that I said right, Michelle Mars? Mars. Mars. Oh, it's. It's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you are amazing. Michelle is a speaker, a training, a success culture, and an author. And she has her new book that just came up. It's Not Lucky. Is that correct? It's Not Luck Overcoming You. Oh, that is so great. Michelle, welcome to the Monday Motivation Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I'm so happy about that. So tell me a little bit about this new book that you just wrote. It's Not Luck? Yeah. Well, over the past four years, I wrote my first book, Eat, Drink, and Be Merry, based off my TEDx talk. And then people were like, oh, you're so lucky that you wrote this book. And I said, no, I'm not lucky. I have a brain injury. I lost all my memories, blah, 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 blah. And they said, oh, well, you're so lucky you're a speaker. I said, no, I'm not lucky I'm a speaker. I had to reinvent myself. And so people kept telling me how lucky I was. And then I I found out I had breast cancer. And suddenly my speaking events jumped. And I started doing more. I'm like, you are so lucky. Your life is so much fun. I said, it's not luck. I have breast cancer. <laughs> I, I was pushing through my, my fear of dying, basically. You know, the live like you're dying. I was truly living like I was dying. And so I wrote, it's not luck to tell people it's not luck. It's hard work. I had to get over my fear of my, my inner critic inside of me. That's what it is. It's not luck. It's getting past yourself. And that's what I wrote the book about. Oh, I'm excited for that. That is a great book because we do hear all the time. You're so lucky. Oh, all these great things happen to you. Oh, how lucky you are. And the truly, you are so correct, is hard work. You had to put hours in, right? Yo, lots. So, yeah, so this podcast, Monday Motivation, it's to help and motivate people to face Mondays like nobody else's business. <laughs> and as, <laughs> as you can see, because this, uh, because a lot of the people believe that, that you're just lucky because you're successful, but there has a work behind it. I saw in one of your speech, I know you went to TEDx and you had an amazing speech there. And you were talking about having a plan, right? And I know that was from your first book, but it was something that hit my heart because people think that the opportunity needs to come and knock at your door and just that how it works. But truly, I don't know if it's like that. So tell us about what is like to have a plan? What is it like to have a, well, the thing is, is that whole book was about living a life of intention. You can't wake up and do, you know, like, uh, you know, twitch your nose or just click your fingers and everything happens. You have to have a plan on what you want, what you plan on doing. If this, if, let's say, if A happens, then you'll do B, C, D. Or if D happens, you do E, F, G. You have to know what you're going to do depending on 
what situation will present itself. Uh, so many of us start off on one path and let's say, I want to have this business and I want to look like this other person who's doing it already. So I'm going to do everything that other person's doing. And you're following in their footsteps and then it doesn't work. And you think, what did I do wrong? Oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. Oh, it's not for me because they're good at it and I'm not. No, make a plan for you, not for following someone else's footsteps. And that's what having a plan is. You make a basic plan with an out goal, something further out. And then you have many goals that you'd like to hit, but have options around those many goals so that if you don't hit one, you'll hit another one. That's having a plan. It's a flexible plan. Plans, in, especially in the entrepreneurial world, can never be set in concrete. You must be very flexible. Think of your life as silly putty. It can move to wherever you want it to <laughs> at a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's incredible. And I know that you you help coach, uh, you coach people. What will be the number one thing that people ask your help for? I wrote the book about it. <laughs> overcoming your inner critic the worst your worst enemy is yourself yeah because so many times we look at ourselves and do I want to do this but I'm not good enough oh in fifth grade no Joe didn't ask me out on the dance so I'm not I'm not good enough to do that because he didn't like me in fifth grade really Fifth grade, people. But those are the kind of things that happen to us. We hold on to things that happened to us when we were children and say, oh, it still applies as I'm an adult. Oh. That's what happens. That's what I tend to help people with is overcoming themselves. Rewriting their history. Because you look at your history and think it's in concrete and that you can't change. It's like, no, this is a building block. You should have learned from that experience. Now what can you do with it? Right. Now, Michelle, a lot of people think that some people are made special because they are positive and because they they can just speak out. They can just write the book and speak and do things. They feel like this is somebody that is special. How did you came about to be passionate about helping people in this area? I almost died multiple times in the past four years. And I was one of those people who kept thinking other people were special. And when I was, well, with the TEDx, I had a brain injury. So I was stuck in my head for about eight months. I couldn't speak. And when I did speak, everything came out in gibberish. So I pretty much, I felt like I had died because no one understood me, but I was still here and no one knew I was. And that's when I realized we all have the potential to do whatever we want to do. And it took me practically dying to realize that I had what it took. It just called ambition. You just, if you're hungry enough, you know, Les Brown, he says, are you hungry? Are you hungry? If you want it bad enough, you will make it happen. Don't care. Don't look, don't compare, don't match what other people are doing. Be you. Mm. I had a friend that we went on vacation. She says she had this phrase she she told all the time. She's like, lady, you do you. (laughs) You do you, I'll do me. Stop trying to be other people. The thing is, is one of the things I talk about on stage when I'm keynoting is all of us are made very particularly special. 
We all have completely different skills. They may overlap a little bit, but there's something about each of us that is different from everyone else. And when we all try to fit ourselves into a peg, that's when we start doing, oh, this isn't right. I don't feel good. Oh, I'm uncomfortable. I don't like this job because you're trying to be who you aren't. Just be you. And you will be happy and you will be positive because you will be truly uniquely the person that really wants to come out from the inside. I love that. And I'm learning that every day, Michelle, about how you don't have to prove yourself and do what others should do to shine and and to feel good about it. You can just be who you are and you will reach places that you didn't think that you could, right? Exactly. And now, now I ask this question for every single person that comes to our interview. I always do. And it's very interesting, always the answers that we get. And the question is, what is uh, your favorite quote? And, And tell us why. Do you have one that you live by? I do. I do. And for the life of me, it just dropped out of my head. <laughs> That's okay. We can always go back. It's, it's a Maya Angelou quote. Oh, I love And that. it's be, be someone's rainbow in their storm. Yes. When, when, when the sky, um, yeah, it's about, <laughs> it, it flashes me on me, but it is about being rainbow. I know. <laughs> Let me see if I can find. Well, my thing is, is so often in our lives, we walk around in a bubble. Yeah. And you don't realize that just looking at someone and smiling or looking at a baby and just winking will brighten up another human's day. Now, I don't I don't smile at babies just to make babies happy. Babies are happy. I smile at the baby so the baby's happy so that the parent or the caregiver can have a better day. Right. So just give a little sunshine. Just give a rainbow a little bit everywhere. Oh, that's beautiful. We're going to add, I'm going to add this quote into the description. And when people log into the podcast, they will be able to see what is your favorite quote. But um, tell me about a little bit about your background, a little bit about who you are and what are you doing right now? Because I, I know you have a radio, right? Is that is that true? Yes. yes, I have a radio program. Oh my gosh, this is exciting. I love that. So tell me about what what are you have been doing what is what are, what's happening in Michelle's life right now Michelle Moross is an international acclaimed speaker now and soon to be international author because my second book will be translated into Hindi um, I won the Women's Economic Forum uh, award for inspiration for ex- exceptional women of excellence of inspiration and I've also won the number one coach out of 18, over 18,000 John Maxwell coaches uh, for demonstrating a positive attitude. And yeah. if you follow John Maxwell, attitude is everything. Yeah. So you can make or break a deal, a job, a, a whole environment with your attitude change. And so I've been doing a lot more speaking and training um, around the the country and the world. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm actually in town for the last half of the year because, you know, holidays. But I'm speaking. I'm preparing to do a launch for my second book, It's Not Luck, Overcoming You. Um, what else? I think that's it for me right now. I'm, I'm, I'm actually calm. Yes, you are. You are. You're, you're so great. I'm telling you, and I saw that about John Maxwell, that you speak 
I think that um, it's so remarkable how his teachings are so giving and equipped yes. people so much to do what is right. And he, um, he definitely has a huge impact on my life. And I'm so happy to hear that you are trained by him, but that you are being you and that in that stage, you know, it's different. And it's so fresh. It's yeah. so fresh. Well, as John always says, he says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Be authentically you and things that you want and the things that you need will come to you. Right. Right. Oh, my gosh. So how do you see Mondays? How it is for you when you wake up on Mondays? Do you like Mondays? Do you don't like Mondays? How it is Mondays for you? I love Mondays. I actually started a new thing called TGIA. Thank God I'm alive because every day should be a weekend. Because you never know when it's your last. And I can honestly say that. Be happy that I woke up. And I don't care if it's Monday. Wow. But then again, here's the other thing. I tend to work on weekends. <laughs> because most speaking events start from Thursday through, through uh, Sunday, uh, Saturday night. So yeah. my weekend is my work week. So when it gets to Monday, you're like, ha, day no. Monday is my building day. So Monday is when I'm prepping, prepping for everything else. And then Wednesdays, I have a Wednesday Wisdom on Facebook. I do a a Facebook Live every Wednesday at noon. And then on Fridays, I have a show on KCMJ. Oh, wait, Radio Voice, KCMJ 93.9 FM. And so I have interviews for an hour at noon on Fridays. So I have to do a lot of building on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then uh, Thursday, and then prepare for Friday. You do, you do. Oh my goodness, you're a busy lady. <laughs> yes, I am. This, <laughs> um, this blesses me so much that you came here and you decided to come here to encourage somebody that listened to our podcast. I so appreciate you for that. Thank you so much. You're amazing. Oh, thank you. But it, it is my life passion to lift others, to help them find who they truly are. I love lifting people. That is my life purpose. Oh, I never heard that before. Really? I never heard that before. You can't say that anymore. You just heard it. Yeah. Do you feel you feel alive because you're fulfilling your calling and your destiny? And it's it's interesting to say that some people are destined to lift up others. Yes. It is oh. my calling. I love it. So how, how do you deal with fear? I don't really have it anymore. I faced my two biggest fears. Okay, so my first fear when I lost it with my brain injury was I couldn't speak. So basically I lost my brain. And to lose your ability to speak and move and walk and interact, it was probably, it was hell on earth for me. Mm-hmm. And then when I gained everything back, Woohoo, that was awesome. I realized how much I treasured my brain. And then when I had breast cancer, I, re- I was told I had four months to live. And then I realized I could die at any moment. I could have died any moment the past six months because of the cancer I had, but I didn't. So therefore, I must live. I must live to my fullest. And I will bring joy to anyone around me. 
I will not bring anyone down. Oh, that is so good. That it touches me so much. See, that's my fear. My, I face those fears, losing my brain, losing my life. And you face those fears and you're here. Yes. That is fantastic. Oh, Michelle. So when people want to hire you as a coach, mm-hmm. right? how is the process? Do you have a process? Like, do you interview people to see if you want them or not? <laughs> if they're good students or not? How is Everybody's a good student. Everybody's okay. a good student. But I do, I do uh, an interview because if our personalities don't match, then I will refer them to another John Maxwell coach. Wow. I know a lot of coaches. And so if you're with me and you're talking and I do, you know what? I think your personality would fit a friend of mine. I will refer them away. Um, because my thing is it's, it's not about the money. It's more about who I can help. And if helping means I need to move them to someone else to get better help, then I'm going to do that. Wow. That is incredible. That's great. That's great. You know, that song, we are family. <laughs> You're a singer too, right? Yes, yes, I am. Yes, I am. So many gifts, you know, you have many different gifts. Where do you put your singing, singing ability mixed with your speaking ability, with encouraging people? How do you mix all your gifts, you know? Well, that's why I'm a keynote. When I'm a keynoter, I'm able to speak from the stage and in the middle of it or at towards the end of it, I will link a song to keep that learning point into my audience's memory. You know what? I have to ask this question. And it might be a question that you're thinking, oh my gosh, I, how can you not know that? But what it means to be a keynote? A keynote speaker is usually the person that is asked to give the theme for uh, an event, basically. Oh, wow. We're the ones who set the energy, the pace for an entire conference. Wow. We do it at the end where we close up and we wrap everything up at the end. So I'm a master at listening to multiple people and combining all their thoughts into one. So I can do the end keynote where I do all that, or I can do the beginning uh, keynote where I set the energy. I love to set the energy, but I'm very good at closing everybody up. Oh, wow. So did you always feel you had this gift or did you uh, had to bring this gift up and develop that? I had to develop this gift. You did? Yes. I joined a group called Toastmasters International. And that's where I learned that I could speak rather well. I didn't, I didn't know I could. Um, before then, I was, a, I was an auctioneer. I worked in benefit auctioneering. And so I was a fundraiser. And the auctioneer company I worked with, uh, sure success, they're still around. They had me take the microphone one day and they said, can you close out all the silent auctions? And so I'm, I'm calling on the microphone. And I went, I really like this microphone. <laughs> You created a monster. I love this microphone. And you were like, honey, I, I, I feel very attracted to you. <laughs> yeah, I felt very attracted to the microphone and the stage. And that's when I, I started going more into Toastmasters and improving my speaking ability because I realized part of my energy came from being on that stage with that mic. And it, it fed me. And I just perfected the gift is basically, I'm constantly perfecting the gift. And then when you feel that drawing, that calling, that purpose, 
then you know, okay, I think I hit something that I just should go forward and run this vision because it feels good. Is that right? I go with the feel good attitude, but I also go with the, I'm not one to look at my weaknesses and dwell on them. Mm. My weaknesses and say, who do I know who can do this better than me? And then I, I surround myself with those people who can do things better than me on those certain things. And then I concentrate on my strengths and build on them. So my strengths are not just, eh, I'm good at it. No, I work at them. And I make sure that I'm, I'm a little bit of an overachiever. I will push to make sure that my gifts that I'm good at, are I'm extremely good at. And then the things that I'm weaker on, I have people around me where I can say, you know, Rebecca, can you help me with, I like, I like teams. That's beautiful. Yeah, no one makes it to the top alone. So I'm a big team player. I like to build teams and bring several people with me. Now, when we're all coming up together, we're all coming up together. I love this. I love this so very much because a lot of different people, they run the race so much in their own and it brings them, they want to do well, they want to be successful, they do their craft, but it gets to the point where they feel limited. They don't know how to have people around them that they can help them. And they don't know how to ask that too, right? And they'll crash and burn because it's a hard way to live. You can't do everything alone. Even a marathoner is running a, let's say a marathoner is running a couple of, let's say 50 miles. They've got people at stations with water. They've got people with food and snacks. They've got someone running around them to keep them moving, you know, a pacer. They've got, you know what I mean? Although the runner is running alone, they're never really alone. And that's how I see business. That's how I see life. This is so good that I can even put that in a book. I can see the image and it brings me cheer. To I'm telling you, it, this is so good about the picture of the running. Even the runner are not running alone. You still need people to be cheering you up, giving you water, getting food prep. Make sure all oh, your, that's good. I'll take that home. That is so okay. good. <laughs> yeah, just saying. And the, the shoes, somebody made those shoes. Somebody made that towel they're wiping their face on. No one is alone. You may think, you may have that illusion that you think you're alone. But if you are, you're a very lonely human and you're going to crash and burn. You need other people around you. You need other people around you. Michelle, that's amazing. So the last thing of the day, okay? If you want to leave one thing to our listeners, the people that are listening, I just find out the other day that we have people in South Africa listen. We have people in Canada listening. We have people in the United States listening. We have people from Brazil listening. And uh, so if you just think about the people everywhere, different different life, different cultures, that they are listening to this, what would be the last thing you want to tell them um, so they can carry on for, for the day for their lives? Okay, I'm going to say two. One, follow me on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or Twitter, okay? My name is everywhere, Michelle Moross. I'm the only one. And then the other thing I'd like to say is embrace your inner toddler. Mm. A toddler 
looks at the world with rose glasses, sees the good in everyone, and whenever they fall, they stand back up and try another way. Stand back up. Whenever you fall, get back up. Embrace your inner toddler. See the world clear, not with the muffled sunglasses of an adult. Look at the world as a toddler and the potential of what you can do. Drop the mic. It's amazing. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much. It is such an honor to have you here. And I know we're just starting a beautiful journey that we're going to have together. So thank you. I like the sun when they're shining in the Miss Rosie, you became my rainbow in the clouds.